Money FM 89.3, best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific shares are trading higher this morning, adding on to yesterday's gains. Seoul is up about two-thirds of a percent. Tokyo and Sydney are in the green as well. This follows another rally on Wall Street overnight. Tech stocks powered the Nasdaq to a two-and-a-half percent gain. The Dow and S&P 500 each rose about two percent. Joining me now for a look behind the numbers and at how all this uncertainty surrounding the U.S. election is affecting markets, he's Ryan Huang. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning, Michelle. What a hangover we're having right now. <laughs> Tell me about it. Nursing our heavy heads over the weekend. Any plans? Well, just to, uh, I guess, keep things quiet for a while. It's been so busy the entire week. And it's not just the U.S. elections. We had the FOMC. You had the Ang Group uh, curveball. Wow, we've been swimming in news headlines this week. Absolutely there with you. Our result, uh, the results of the US election still up in the air as ballots in key battleground states are still being counted. Now, the possibility of a divided US government, meanwhile, with Democrats in control of the White House and the House of Representatives and Republicans maintaining control of the Senate is looking increasingly likely. A divided government over in the U.S. usually associated with gridlock, but now many analysts say this represents the best of both worlds for investors. Why is that? Yeah, so it is, a, I guess, good scenario in the sense that you, if you get a divided government, this is likely to mean status quo. Not much will change because any policy will be tougher to get through. So this means um, what we are looking at potentially is um, Texas won't go up. In fact, um, you might not even see Donald Trump's, um, t- um, what do you call it, tax cuts being rolled back. So that could still be status quo. The antitrust scrutiny around the technology sector probably won't move much as well because you now have the Democrats likely to fight with the Republicans in Congress. And you have the China trade war likely to not get any worse than what it is right now. So that is all the scenario that people are betting on, that you know, we will still have the fundamentals of the bull market still in place. And that is why we saw investors flocking back into technology once again. And it's not the top gainers overnight. It are the likes of Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Microsoft all up at least 2%. Now, whether the U.S. government is divided or should President Donald Trump end up winning this election, analysts say the odds of a large stimulus package are not great. And without a lot more fiscal spending, Mm. this puts pressure on the U.S. Federal Reserve to do what it can to boost the economy in difficult times. So in the midst of this election, the Fed just concluded its latest meeting. What did Fed Chairman Jerome Powell have to say about all this? Yeah, he is under pressure to kind of do a bit because... The fiscal stimulus package is not coming and people are watching out to see what Fed Chair Jerome Powell could say or do to encourage the market sentiment. Uh, but all in, he stuck to the script. He didn't move on rates. That was widely expected. So it's still near zero for at least the next three years. So he has already communicated that. Uh, but maybe he did give a bit of an encouraging tone in how he said the Fed is prepared to do more, whatever it takes to make sure the economy can bounce back. But there is, of course, a certain limit to it. So potentially, we could see down the road more expansion of its um, bond buying programs or more guidance around it. And that could maybe be something to look out for down the road. But for now, Mm -hmm. it is pretty much status quo. He is still asking for fiscal stimulus. And he's saying the pandemic has not been equal in terms of impact across the population. You are seeing 
jobs still a big problem. And this especially so for lower wage workers in the services sector, mm. women, African-Americans and Hispanics. So that is one of the big concerns he has right now, the uneven impact from the fallout of the pandemic across the um, employment situation. Very important point. Now, with the Fed's key interest rate near zero, the U.S. Central Bank could consider buying more bonds to keep long-term borrowing costs low. And there's another sign today that markets are helping out in this area as well. And that is the 30-year mortgage rate in the U.S. has fallen to a new all-time low, 2.78%. Hopefully that helps out those groups you were talking about. Now, in corporate news, the Alibaba Group is reporting a 30% rise in sales in the September quarter. Might sound like a lot, but actually the company's slowest revenue growth on record for that period. So, Mm. Ryan, what is going on? Why is Alibaba's growth slowing? Uh, So, this is interesting because it is coming off the back of a post-pandemic rebound, right? People Mm. are just buying up stuff, staying at home, working from home. So, they really enjoy a good bounce in the past few months. And we saw this, like you mentioned, a 30% rise in the September quarter. But this is actually slightly less than what they saw in the previous or prior three months. So, it is suggesting that maybe it has peaked in terms of benefiting from the COVID-19 lockdown. So, maybe it's plateauing. So, investors getting a bit, I guess, getting the idea that maybe now it's time to take profit from the run up in the stock price and it has run up quite a bit this year it has it has risen by by more than 30% in the stock price and then now you also have implications or potential implications from what's going on with the end group IPO and that is still up in the air. Will that come back online? They do have a one-third stake in its sister company. Mm. We did get CEO Daniel Zhang getting a question around it and he says he didn't say much. He says they are evaluating the impact on the business from more stringent rules around and group IPO. So there is that tighter regulatory scrutiny around and group potentially affecting Alibaba to some extent because Alipay, which is under and group, is so integral and integrated into the Alibaba and Taobao system. So that is something that could be weighing on investors. Yeah, so investors, I think, already on edge because of that relationship, right? Alibaba and Ant and the postponement of that IPO. Uh, But I just want to dig a little deeper. How do you think investors uh, have received this news? Yeah, so looking at how we saw the ADRs on the New York Stock Exchange trade, it was down by 2.7%. And that pretty much follows what we saw in the Hong Kong trading session where people were also selling off the stock. So it is, I guess, maybe a reassessment of valuations when you think about how there's going to be more regulations, how potentially Alibaba or even Ant Group uh, needs to cough up more money to operate in terms of buffers for capital, in terms of compliance. So all that is on the back of our minds on top of the latest earnings results we saw last night showing that growth could be slowing so more reason even for those who are jittery to take profit. Mm. In other news, the U.S. Justice Department has seized more than one billion U.S. dollars worth of Bitcoin from a digital black market platform called the Silk Road. That platform was shut down five years ago following the successful prosecution of the Silk Road's founder. But until now, officials have wondered where did the money go? So Ryan, have they found the money? Okay, they have found the money, $1 billion worth of Bitcoin. And this is uh, 
it's something that's been brewing for quite some time. So they found it this week. And this, for the record, is the largest seizure of cryptocurrency in the history of the Justice Department. So it was, if you remember back in 2013, uh, it was in the papers or in the news for being this marketplace for criminals where you could buy and sell drugs. And Bitcoin was the choice of currency because you could be pretty much anonymous. You can't track the paper trace or paper trail. And that was one reason why Bitcoin also, I guess, was quite popular. And we saw the the prices of Bitcoin go up in the past few years. So that is um, actually seeing a lot of interest this week as well. Bitcoin climbing to two-year highs at around $15,000 per Bitcoin. So we are looking at the cryptocurrency doubling in price year to date. So that is, I guess, uh, very interesting when you think about how this is putting Bitcoin in a bad light. Indeed. And when it comes to the money and who gets to keep it, apparently the US government may not get to keep all those Bitcoins because they still have to prove the case that these funds were illicit and they have to make a proving in court. Let's turn to the local markets now. Singapore shares are having a great week. The SDI jumped nearly 3% yesterday amid euphoria that the US elections are nearly over. The SDI is up more than 5% over the past five trading sessions, closing yesterday at 25.88. So how are the blue chips doing this morning? Yeah, the SDI on a four-day winning streak and it is near um, five-month highs. So that is something we are coming off and we are down this morning by 0.6%, 2,575. So we are looking at jitters across markets and looking at Dow futures. Uh, tonight, we are expecting markets to open slightly lower. Uh, the Dow is down by around 68 points. That That is about 0.2%. Same for the Nasdaq and the S&P 500. So looking at some of the top movers, uh, we did get Singpost releasing its results this morning. First half net profit is down 42% and revenue is up 9.6%. And that's because we did see higher volumes helping e-commerce, but all the flight disruptions, all the supply chain disruptions raised up the cost of delivering stuff. And that is why costs went up and profit was down. So this was a picture for Singpost in the first half of 2020 and it declared a 0.5 cent dividend. That is half of what it said last year. But all in, we are still seeing a stock price up by 0.7% at around 68 cents. Another one to look out for will be the banks. Yesterday, Mm. they really did well. And I'm looking at DBS yesterday leading the way up Mm -hmm. by 4.1%. And this was off the back of, of course, all their quarterly numbers. We did get relatively positive guidance. And looking at what we have right now on Friday, uh, that is seeing some, I guess, interesting moves. It is slightly mixed right now. DBS giving back, giving back some of those gains is down by 0.05%. OCBC also down by 0.2%. And UOB is up by 0.3%. And something to look out for will be a Malaysian budget today. Oh my goodness, add something else to my list. Why don't you? Ryan Huang there. I'm Michelle Martin. This is Market View. Coming up, I'm going to take a look at my stocks to watch list. I've got Alibaba, ByteDance, Kweishu Technology, and more. Stay with me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.